You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Tell me about Life is Yellow. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, for me, this this uh, project started with uh, my thoughts about what the future of uh, content delivery in schools uh, was going to be. So, you know, in the next 10, 20 years, uh, the way that we deliver uh, educational content in schools is going to change in a, in a really big way. Um, I think that in the future, students will no longer wonder why it is that we, that we learn things like trigonometry and geometry and calculus. And the reason they won't wonder why that's the case is because we will stop teaching theory through textbooks and making them practice questions through workbooks. And instead, I think that we'll build simulations and, and small digital worlds to actually put these children in contact with real-world problems like climate change and, and overpopulation and, and poverty and famine, and they will use things like trigonometry and calculus and, 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 uh, and geometry in collaboration with digital tools to build solutions to those problems. So for an, as an example, um, into the future, it might be that kids will use those mathematical concepts in, in collaboration with digital tools to, let's say, build a digital dam in a small digital world uh, to try to collect water at a specific rate to help a dying population, for example, or a dying community. So they won't wa- they won't wonder into the future why we learn these abstract concepts. They'll be using it in a quite practical manner inside of simulations and controlled worlds like that. So for me, it was a question of how do we kind of imagine that future today, and how can we start to test those kinds of environments? So. What I ended up doing was I, I looked at the mathematics curriculum, and that was uh, that was where I think there'll be a lot of activity, at least in the beginning. And um, I pinpointed a single section. So the earliest section, and the earliest, most significant section of the mathematics curriculum for a small child is actually number sense. Number sense is uh, how a child learns how to add, subtract, multiply, and, and divide. So it's you know you might remember when, when we were much younger we had to master the addition table and the multiplication table. So I I took that small part of the mathematics curriculum. And what I'm now doing is I'm I'm building um, what is essentially a a video game. So it's a small simulation um, to put the child into an environment where they will master the addition table and the multiplication table significantly faster and in in a significantly more practical manner than they're currently doing with with worksheets. Uh, Now, I think that uh, you might have heard about the product in some version. The product has changed a little bit over the past few months. Um, the latest iteration of it is um, the, the game. It's a, it's a game on iPad for four-year-olds to, to seven-year-olds. And it puts them in the role of a chef. So they play the role of a chef um, managing a, a restaurant. And what they do is as they're actually executing on the orders that come through, uh, putting together these uh, these uh, different kinds of food, they have to finally put a price tag on the on the on the order itself before sending it off to the customer. As they're going through this process, though they don't though they don't realize they're actually completing uh, about twenty thousand questions in the end in addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division to try to help them master the addition table and the multiplication table. Well, how would you apply that to say a high school mathematics um uh, Okay, so. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. In so this particular product is is very specifically for for a very young audience. But 
extending that kind of idea uh, into into the high school world, it would be um, I, I kind of mentioned that that dam example before, and, and I think that that would be that would probably be what I would do. I, I think that um, in in high school, uh, you know, one of the largest uh, mathematical concepts you learn is, is calculus, um, and and alongside that trigonometry as well. And I think that you know most most high school students don't really. I would say almost all high school students don't really understand why it is that they that they learn calculus and why it is that they learn trigonometry. And actually, the very first time that I applied calculus or trigonometry in a meaningful way uh, was when I was uh, at university. I was doing my engineering degree, and we had to use those mathematical concepts to actually uh, calculate um, the rate at which I think it was. I think the earliest application of it was the rate at which a dam was collecting water. And whether it would actually collect water in time to save some some community out in it was it was some sort of fictitious example, but it was in that particular project that I had used calculus and trigonometry in a in a meaningful way for the first time, um, and that was you know in in first or second year university. So and even at that point, it was still kind of you know pen and paper. Uh, but I think that into the future, what will happen in a, in a high school setting is that they will you know play a simulation or a video game where they kind of have to confront a problem like a, a community running out of water and they would have to survey the surrounding area, so the surrounding geographic area inside of the simulation, try to pinpoint an area where they can actually collect water uh, and start to design a dam. And as, as part of that process, they would have to learn something like trigonometry and calculus and actually apply that when designing that dam itself to actually make sure that they're building something that does satisfy the requirements. As a startup entrepreneur, why do you, why do you direct your ideas at education? Um, why do I direct it at education? Um, I think it, it might be a when when you kind of when you kind of jump into the startup world. I, I think I, I I started my first business about three years ago, uh, and that was a, a company called Project Academy, where we it was a, a tuition center out in Chatswick. And we, we gave an iPad to every student, teacher, and manager. Um, and we um, developed a series of apps that semi-autonomously runs the entire organization for us so that we can kind of really focus on um, performance metrics as well as building you know, a colorful culture that would uh, encourage students to actually study as opposed to thinking of, uh, thinking of school as something that's boring and something that they, that they don't engage with. But in that beginning, in that in that, in that early period when I jumped into it, it was it was simply that I saw that the way that the education the way that we deliver education could could be so much better and it's so far behind. It's so far behind because of how institutionalized the whole industry is. Uh, and we're kind of still stuck in our ways and, and we're stuck in a, a system that's about a hundred or two hundred years old. Uh, and for me it was I was just in the right place at the right time, I guess. I, th- I mean, I, my original background is civil engineering. Um, and I was, you know, originally in that world. But um, I think that it was, it, I don't know, it was just something that, that kind of struck me as something that was interesting to see the education sector so far behind everything else. You know, because technology was kind of taking every other industry by storm. Everything was kind of taking, taking, um, huge steps forward. Every industry was taking huge steps forward, but, but the education industry seemed to be kind of lagging behind and it didn't seem to want to transform in any way. 
Uh, so for me, that was probably something that struck me about three years ago, and that's when I started to experiment in this space. Um, and now that I've been in here for a few years, uh, there's a lot more clarity on my end as to why it is that we won't push forward and, and what are the kinds of experiences that we can give children that might actually push the industry forward. In light of that, what does the support of EduGrowth mean for, for your ideas in Life is Yellow? So EduGrowth is uh, it's an accelerator. So, you know... Uh, Conceptually speaking, you know the the experience of a start, the experience that a startup would go through over the period of a year or two years or three years, an accelerator is going to try and put you through in six months. Uh, so, you know, a, a startup goes through generally uh, a huge number of iterations of change. So, uh, the product that you kind of the product that you put in the hands of the customer is always very very different from um, what you initially sketch on day one. And what an accelerator does in a lot of ways and what EduGrowth is, is, is helping me through at this, at this point in time is um, going through those iterations much, much, much faster than, than, I, would, than I would have otherwise. Uh, so that kind of involves putting me in front of um, other CEOs of other successful companies in this space or putting me in front of investors who have done well in the past in this industry and trying to really soak up a huge amount of that knowledge, getting huge amounts of feedback on the product and going through that loop of redesigning and rebuilding and redesigning and rebuilding rapidly so I can get uh, a, a, a product that kind of, um, a product that fits in with the world in a much bigger way, much faster. So that's kind of the process that I'm going through with EduGrowth, and I've only been here for uh, a couple of weeks so far, so they you know, they jumped on board about two weeks ago. Uh, and the process has just been phenomenal. I mean, in the first week alone, uh, we had interviews and meetings with, 20 different you know, CEOs and investors and, and, and other entrepreneurs and advisors. And that process alone just completely transformed uh, the product that I was working on and it validated a bunch of things and it showed me what was right and what was wrong uh, and what might work and what would not. And it really helped me go through that redesign process quite rapidly. So that's probably where most of the value of EduGrowth has been to me.